Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda Show. I'm your host, Linda Stevens-Jones, and it's a great pleasure to have you with me today. I'm a certified Christian life coach, and I host this show to provide some encouragement and thought-provoking conversation to help you move your life forward. So if that's what you're looking for, you're in the right place. Are you a first-time listener today? If so, welcome, and thanks for tuning in. This show is broadcast twice a month on the first and third Tuesdays at 12 noon Eastern, and I welcome you to what I call a community of encouragement and uplift. It's only an hour, but this is a place you can come twice every month to hear um, encouragement, inspiration, but also we give you a chance to share your thoughts and ideas at the end of the show. Know that you will be accepted in this community just as you are without any judgment. Hello to everyone out there listening to this broadcast as a replay also. Those of you who take the time to listen after the live show, I appreciate it. Welcome, and I'm glad you're listening. I want to thank all of you who contacted me about the last broadcast and those who have shared your comments. It was a special show. We had two candidates for state office, Ms. Tilly Blanding, who was running for the House District 42nd Delegate, and Mr. Justin Fairfax, who was a candidate for the Democratic Lieutenant Governor of Virginia nominee. I'm extremely impressed by the campaigns both candidates ran. Tilly came so close. She lost by less than 600 votes for that House delegate seat in Virginia. And I'm thrilled that Justin Fairfax won and is indeed the Democratic nominee for Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. I'll just say we could not have a better prepared, or more committed nominee for the November election than Justin Fairfax. Next, I want to just say happy Father's Day to all of the wonderful dads out there. I hope you felt some special love and appreciation this weekend for all that you do 
in support of your children all year long. You know, and I want to add, if you're a dad who's lost contact and relationship with your children, it's never too late to reach out and begin to show your love, no matter how much time has passed or what has happened in the past. Begin again today and just keep trying. And now for today's topic. We are talking about the dreaded P word (laughs) that many of us struggle with at some point in our lives. Everyone relates to the P. That's procrastination. (laughs) But fortunately today, it's not about just complaining or beating yourself up over being a procrastinator. We don't do that here. Our topic is overcoming procrastination. Big difference, right? We can slay procrastination. (laughs) If you are one of us who struggle with or have suffered from procrastination, let's declare today the beginning of overcoming procrastination. Let's plan that we're going to get to a point where it holds us back no more. As you see, I'm including myself in this because I, too, uh, deal with procrastination. But I want you to understand today what procrastination is, what it costs you, and I want you to walk away with specific tips on how to conquer it and replace it with action. As with everything else, in my take as a coach, you have to first recognize if something is a challenge for you. So just owning or acknowledging that maybe you uh, suffer from procrastination is step one. So is there an area or many areas in your life where you kick the can down the road or put off unpleasant tasks? I know I do. (laughs) All I'm asking today is that you are honest with yourself and see how the information presented by my guest applies to you. If it does, consider the tools discussed and try them. If you are open and willing to try some new ideas, just think. You could transform areas of your life where you've been stuck. I have a guest today who wrote the book on overcoming procrastination. (laughs) Really. Let me introduce him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is Mr. Eric Twiggs. Eric is a professional speaker who has delivered training and motivational speeches to help businesses and individuals realize their goals by unleashing their unlimited potential. He has shared this information inspirational message for professional and personal success with companies, associations, and church congregations across the country. After graduating from Hampton University with a degree in marketing, Eric began his career in the automotive industry as a top producing service advisor, quickly rising into management. Eric's successes resulted in him being promoted to district manager with responsibility for over $50 million in annual revenue 
and 500-plus employees. Eric's specialty is time management, and he is known as your procrastination prevention partner. His message will inspire you to maximize your time, minimize your stress, and break the habit of procrastination so that you operate in your divine calling. And as I said, he wrote the book. He is the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. I am uh, happy to say that I am enjoying reading Eric's book right now and using those practical principles. Good afternoon, Eric. Welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. It is a Thank great you, Coach Linda. I'm glad guest. to be here. Okay. Well, for, uh, with this uh, awesome book, our topic today is overcoming procrastination. And with your expertise, we will give some hope and even challenge some listeners to make the kind of choices that improve their lives. So are you ready to get started? I am ready. Okay. To let the audience learn a little more about you, um, tell us a little about your growing up years, Eric. So, I mean, I had the typical growing up years. Um, had I was fortunate to have a two-parent home, so um, I, I got to model a lot of what I saw in my father. He that, That's really where I got my work ethic. I just watched him okay. get up every day. He went into the same building for 35 years and you know, never took sick days. He always did what he was supposed to do. So, so that really mm-hmm. kind of birthed in me a, a work ethic. But we, as I was growing up, I, I always thought mm-hmm. that you know, I had plenty of time. I, I always felt like oh, I'm young, time is on my side. Um, I, I, did, I had an experience <laughs> once I got to college. I talk about this in the book. Uh, where mm-hmm. I was talking to a really good friend of mine, one of my fraternity brothers, and he was always very focused and disciplined, and I was just looking for the next party. And we were having this conversation. Mm-hmm. He's telling me to get serious, and we, we parted company. Well, several weeks later, his mother called me to let me know that he was tragically killed in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And And that just changed my entire outlook to this day as far as how I look at time, and, and I, I just have this urgency when it comes to doing what you can, when you can, because mm-hmm. time is so short. It is. It totally is. I, I agree with that. Um, I always like to ask my guests to share a few of their core values because that tells us a lot about um, who you are. What are some of your core values? Yes. Uh, so... My, one of my main core values is excellence, and I think that's important because no matter what you do, you're in a crowded field, right? So if you're in real estate, there's thousands of other people that call themselves real estate professionals. It, no matter what you do, there's a lot of people that do the same thing, even in the professional speaking industry. There's a lot of speakers, mm-hmm. but to me what separates an individual is his level of excellence, and I always say that the best form of marketing, if you're in business, is to provide an excellent level of service so that person yes. 
that you do business with feels compelled to refer you. So excellence is probably the critical uh, core value, and, and it really ties back into not procrastinating and, and really doing the right thing when you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much. So just a couple of other quick others quickly. Mm-hmm. The other one is integrity. Really, just doing what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it, and, and really that, that just builds the trust. And, and then mm-hmm. lastly, it's resilience. When you have setbacks, because uh-huh. it, it's inevitable, you're going to have setbacks. Yes. Things aren't going to work out as planned. But the question is, how do you respond to that? Yes. I appreciate those core values, Derek. Uh, and resilience isn't something that we sometimes think of as a core value, but when you value being able to bounce back, that, that serves you well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, tell us something. You just gave me a very condensed bio um, that I shared with uh, the audience, but tell us something else about yourself that's not in your bio. <laughs> Well, I am an avid runner, and I've become uh, more of a runner here recently, and I'm I'm actually training for a marathon. Ooh, okay. And, and it's 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 one of those things. It's you know because we all face these things that we feel like are impossible. And one of the reasons I started training is because there were different things that may have come up, and I may have said, "Oh, you know, that's oh, you can't do that." But this this marathon journey has taught me that once you get past, like for me, for example, I always thought running six miles was a lot. And the first time I ran six miles, I literally, you know, had to sit on the side of the road and was tired, but now I can run six miles and not get tired. So that's one of the things that this whole journey has taught me. I have always heard that, you know, there are some metaphors to becoming a runner that are applicable in life. And, And as you said, just having a sense of, Overcoming things you felt you can't do um, when you go further in your in your uh, run, it's just overcoming that sense of I can't do something. Right, right, and it, yeah. it really just, it sh- changes your mindset. And I mean, if you think about it, life in and of itself is really a marathon. Yes, it's it not is. necessarily about starting off fast and getting the best start. It's about can you stay the course? Staying the course, yes. I agree. I agree. Um, now, I, again, I told the audience, I'm reading your book. Uh, it's, it was Father's Day on Sunday, and you shared something, even before we get further into overcoming procrastination, um, but you shared something in the book that I I was really touched by that, you know, you had this real moment of clarity in understanding your why. Um, tell us about that, would you? So, yeah, in the book I had talked about the birth of my daughter uh, mm-hmm. on May 4th of 2010. That that really put things in perspective. Because I think prior mm-hmm. to that, a lot of the things that I was doing, I was doing for myself. And... Mm-hmm. But now that you have this little person in your life, it just for me it just changed, really changed everything, and it just gave me a new level of urgency. That you know now, mm. not only am I providing for someone, but I've got someone who's watching me. Mm. 
Mm. And mm. As, as a parent, one of the things I've observed, I've got two children now, that my, my mm-hmm. children do more of what they see for me than even what I tell them to do. They, yes. they, they really, I, I think that really gets, so I want to make sure that I'm setting the right example. Yes. Um, and did you have um, a lovely Father's Day weekend? It was a great weekend. Yes, we just went out to a Father's Day brunch, and I got time to spend with my father and my wife's father mm-hmm. and the kids. It, it was excellent. Oh, that is lovely. That is lovely. Well, mm-hmm. we are definitely uh, this this week just paying homage to dads and all that they do that may not be recognized right on the spot, but... Uh, we just shout out to all the dads out there who are doing what it takes to raise uh, responsible adults. Now I yes. want to hop over. Yeah, I want to hop over right into your book. Um, I think it is. I love the that the name of it is the discipline of now and twelve practical principles to overcome procrastination. Uh, <laughs> I've learned a lot by reading it and doing the exercises already. Um, and to the audience, I think you would really find it helpful helpful if you suffer from procrastination. Derek, what was your inspiration for this book? So uh, within my background, I've had over 28,000 coaching sessions that I've conducted with entrepreneurs, and then I've actually managed teams of 500 or more employees. I noticed through all of that, I noticed an interesting trend. I noticed how you could take two people they could go to a conference, and they could get this great idea. And the one person doesn't do anything with it, but the other person acts on it, and it takes his game, it takes his business to a completely different level. You know, two people can get an idea about starting a business. One person acts on it, the other person got the same idea, but doesn't do anything with it. And at, just from my observations, that, so that, that one person has what I refer to as the discipline of now. So procrastination and all the things that cause it don't stop that individual from moving forward. And I think we, we all know people like that in our lives that are at the top. But when they when they hear mm-hmm. that idea, they get that urge to move, they, they actually move without procrastinating. So I wanted to mm-hmm. provide a tool that I could put in someone's hands to really help them to acquire that discipline. And that was really my inspiration for writing the book. Okay. Um, as I mentioned to the audience, I certainly deal with procrastination. Is it something that you deal with yourself? Well, so as far as me and procrastination, all you need to know is that it took me six years to write a book about overcoming procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> that, that should tell you everything that you need to know. <laughs> but no, it, it's a challenge. It's certainly a challenge that uh, that, that I deal with, um, I, I, but I put I believe I put some good tools in place that are in, that are even in the book to help overcome it. Like I have to to this day, I have to watch myself when it comes to some of those tasks that I don't tie to the bigger picture. It could be even mm-hmm. something like filling out a, an expense report or tracking mileage. Those little some of those mm-hmm. little. Types of time that yeah. type A personality is looking at the big vision, 
So some of those mm-hmm. little administrative things I'll procrastinate on if I'm not aware and if I'm not careful. Yeah. Yeah, I can't appreciate that. Um, do you think procrastination is something that we all suffer from? I yes, mean, I, I just... think in one, to one degree or another, there, um, I know there was a study here from the um, University of Calgary that said that 95% of the population that's, that was surveyed admitted to having an issue with procrastination. And I always say that, that the other 5%, the 95%, uh, wow. have an issue with procrastination. And I, and I always say the other 5% haven't gotten around to complete the survey yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how serious of an issue it is. But, no, I, yeah. I, I do believe that it's um, it's a prevalent issue. And, but it becomes a real challenge when you're procrastinating on those vital things, those things that you know, and we all have them, those things that you know mm-hmm. you need to do to move yourself forward. Yes, yes. Um, I agree. It's it's from the little um, what can feel like nitnoy things that you just say, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, even all the way up to big life goals that you have just put off indefinitely. Um, so I really wanted to have the audience understand for those who are at a point where they know they suffer with procrastination, for those who haven't owned it yet, <laughs> why do people need to deal with procrastination? Why is that well, important? Because, because it, procrastination has a hidden cost, and it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a silent killer because a lot of times when you put something off, you delay, you're late, there, there's no big alarm that goes off, right? Mm. It, but, but, and, you, and it lulls you into like this, false sense of security, saying, oh, everything's fine. I, mean, I got away with it. Mm-hmm. I made it. I waited till the last minute. Things seemed to be okay. But but mm-hmm. we ignore those hidden costs. Like, for example, and I, I talk about this in the book, so if you're doing a like a creative project, even at work, mm-hmm. if you're putting together like a big PowerPoint presentation for the company meeting, if you're, work, if you're writing a blog, there, there's this link mm-hmm. between innovation and preparation. So the, the earlier you can start, the the you know the more pre- preparation you put in, the more ideas, the more time your ideas have to develop. So the bottom line is that if you procrastinate and you wait to the last minute, your ideas aren't going to be as good, the, and the finished product isn't going to be as good as if you had started earlier. And yep. you just never know how that affects you if you're up for a promotion or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that cost factor. I mean, that and, you know, and I want you to say a word about also the health variables uh, of procrastinating, but that cost variable to my audience, I hope you will really just um, get engaged with the idea for that reason, if nothing else, that you're not... um, making less work for yourself or avoiding work. In fact, there may be some cost to you that you're overlooking when you procrastinate and just get things done right down at the ninth hour. Um, You know, one thing I just want to point out, Eric, you talked in the book about, and, and I think this even plays right into when we procrastinate, we're not tuned into those Deadline 
urgency is low and the creativity required is low. In those four quadrants that you talked about? Yes. I I thought that was, I mean, I, I had an aha moment there of some of that is something that we need to just get off of our plates. Would you say a word yes. or two about that? Yeah, so basically, so in, in that um, matrix that you're referring to in the book, I just kind of, drew up something just so that the reader can understand the relationship between starting early and, and you know mm-hmm. having that that level of creativity and and mm-hmm. one, so so one of the advantages so the ideal part you want to be at that place where you don't have the the urgent deadline because really if you have an urgent deadline mm-hmm. you're focused on just watching the clock right <laughs> i got to get this done right. i got i got to get this done so i can move on to the next thing but so so when you start early enough you that your ideas have time to incubate, and one of the advantages I, I joked earlier about how the how I, it took me six years to write this book, but there mm-hmm. were a lot of really good ideas that came out over time. That if I had mm-hmm. just finished years ago, like someone argue I should have, <laughs> um, that that may not have come to the surface. There were life experiences that I mm-hmm. went through that I was able to add to the book. So, so that's that's the the big takeaway from that matrix is you know the earlier you start, the uh, better your creativity levels are. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just I so relate to we waste or we sacrifice a lot of a lot by waiting until the very last minute. Um, and then, what about the health risk? Would you just say something about the health risk um, that you talked about? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I even I shared a personal story where my, my wife was just urging me to, hey, Eric, you haven't been to your doctor's appointment. You haven't, you know, I was supposed to have had an, an eye appointment. And finally, mm-hmm. at the insistence of my wife, I went, and it turns out I had a detached retina. And mm-hmm. if I had waited any longer, it could have really done serious damage to my vision. I would have had to have a surgical proce- a special surgical procedure but I mean, I, I luckily, fortunately, um, I, you know, it's probably not luck. It's more I was blessed to have my mm-hmm. wife bringing that to my attention. But no, there's serious. I mean, we all know people that have passed away or been seriously ill when it could have been avoided if if it was detected earlier. Yes. And, and I just yes. I know one thing for the men listening. I, I think we we tend to be bad with going to the doctor. Yep. And I, so I think it's very, from a procrastination standpoint, I mean, this can have life and death implications. So true. So true. Um, yeah, you you have a concrete example of what happened to you. So listeners out there, if, if uh, you would just note, underline, we need to tackle procrastination because in some cases our very health may be at risk. Yeah. Um, I particularly like in your chapters that you have a stop, read, and act segment at the end of each uh, segment or at the end of each chapter. Um, I know because this is about procrastination, you want readers to take action <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Talk about that for a moment. What made you decide to to put that at each chapter? Well, I, I wanted to make it interactive. And I, and I wanted oh. to make it not your typical time management book, 
or your typical uh-huh. read. A lot of these books, you get great ideas, but it, mm-hmm. it's very easy to forget. So I, I just really want to interrupt the reader's procrastination and say, stop right now. Let, let's, let's apply this idea. Let's, let's do the exercise. And, and if you yeah. notice in the book, if, you, if you've gotten that far yet, there's a specific point where I say, I don't give you permission to continue yet. <laughs> you have to go yeah, back and like do the exercise. Awesome. But I just wanted to, I, my, my whole point for doing that was to make it something that's interactive. And to make it, because you're more, the way I did it, the goal is that you're more likely to take the action and ultimately improve your life. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been doing those exercises, I must say, and have really enjoyed them. Um, on Vision, I got some really new uh, an infusion of new ideas on how to make my vision even clearer. So Good. that that was yeah, that was great. Um, so what are a few simple steps that listeners can take today to begin combating procrastination? Well, the first simple step is to really watch your mindset and watch your attitude and be careful with how you self-identify. And you know, I, I work with and come in contact with a lot of people that say, oh, Eric, I'm just such a procrastinator. I'm always, I've always been a procrastinator. Procrastination is what I do. Yet we have to be careful with that and, and really make sure that we embrace a growth mindset to know that, hey, I may have procrastinated yesterday, but that doesn't define me. As a matter of fact, yesterday ended last night, so I can wake up today and do something different and move forward Mm -hmm. in a better direction. But But that's one of the things that I see that holds people back, that you self-identify as a procrastinator and think that that's just how you are, that's just how you're wired, how you're wired, Mm -hmm. and that's not the case. You can improve, Mm -hmm. and certainly by taking some of the steps I mentioned in the book, you can move forward. The other thing is very basic, but – I would say if you want to stop procrastinating, a good step to take would be to get rid of all of the email and social media alerts on your phone or on your <laughs> desktop computer. <laughs> I'm telling you, this this, will, this could be life-changing. Get rid of all of those chimes and alerts that tend to distract you. There's something that's uh, it's called the principle of random rewards. So what happens mm-hmm. is – we actually get like a dopamine rush in our brain when mm-hmm. it, we, get, we start getting that good feeling whenever we get like a new email or the new text message or the, see the next Facebook post. New post it's that ran, yeah. random reward. So, and that can really distract us. So a lot of times when we have a project, oh, bing, hey, here's, something, here's a new alert on my phone. <laughs> Let me do that instead of, of doing the project. So, yes. so a good key step is get rid of all of those alerts. You'll, you'll get a lot much done. You'll get, you'll get much more done and be more productive. Wonderful, wonderful to hear. Well, I'm happy to say I have mine are all silent. I don't, I don't want to hear all those dings and beans. <laughs> but that <laughs> that is a great strategy to just stop all of those, and and that eliminates distraction. Yes. Um. Well. I'm going to just inject here, um, I, I want to ask some more about uh, overcoming procrastination, but I always like to have my audience have an opportunity to hear about a guest um, life challenges or trials that they've worked through. Uh, this show is definitely faith-based, and I like to have 
my guests talk about how they have um, used their faith to get through some daunting challenge in their lives. Um, is there a time that you have faced a, uh, you know, just a particular uphill battle and you were particularly challenged that you could tell us about today and how you persevered? Yes. Um, there was a time in my life, this was about 20 years ago, and I was actually, I was managing a store a store location for an automotive company. And mm-hmm. I had interviewed, a month prior, I had interviewed for this position that I really wanted within the company. It was a corporate training position, and mm-hmm. cause I really had this passion for public speaking. And during this time in the store, for this month, for whatever reason, for this one month, and any and everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. <laughs> I mean, customer complaints, the results, uh, the financial results started going south. Just any and everything that could go wrong was starting to go mm-hmm. wrong. And I hadn't heard anything on this position that I'd interviewed for. And I was I was literally on the verge of giving up. I, I remember having a conversation with my father saying, you know, Dad, I'm just going to update my resume and I need to quit and just find something else. This isn't worth it. And mm-hmm. he, he gave me the guidance that, you know, you never know what's going to happen with this other position. That would be ba- a bad decision, so forth and so on. But I was I was mm-hmm. really on the verge of gi- of giving up. And within a week and a half of that conversation I had with my father, I got a call about this position. Huh. And so, so what that taught and I, I carry that experience with me today. And what that taught me is that you just never know what the next day is going to bring. You, I just believe that there's someone that's listening to me right now that's one phone call away from having mm-hmm. that positive change they're looking for. Mm-hmm. That one promotion, that one big account, it, that, that one call, you just never know how close you are to get yes. to that next level. And, and that's really what that experience has taught me, and it's really helped my faith as I've been through other challenges since then. Awesome, awesome. So you held on a little longer. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and I just noticed that whenever you're close to something big, that's usually when things start going wrong. Isn't that so so I've, true? I've learned to embrace that as confirmation that I'm on the right track. On the right track. <laughs> I can relate to that. I can uh, relate. Um, well, as you look back, though, I mean, it's, it's quite in the rearview mirror, but what what would you say led to the decision to hold on that you ultimately made? Well, I I think I can go back to my faith as well. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm a man of faith. I'm a deacon in my church, and I, I think my faith and just staying in prayer that really mm-hmm. helped. Um, and, and it's funny. During those times, it's like I would read these. I would just open the Bible up, and these scriptures that seemed like they relate, that like they were talking right to me, <laughs> would, would be fun. <laughs> and today, I don't think that was coincidence. Yeah. So that that's that foundation of faith is really what helped me to to get through. Amen. Amen. I I relate to what you said uh, tremendously in that. Um, you know, for some of us, at the onset of the challenges, we feel the voices in our heads say, just walk away, just give up. Oh, this is never going to work out. 
and I bet some of our listeners can relate to that. Um, but audience, to have faith to turn to in those challenging times when, as Eric described, when things start going downhill or it seems that everything, everything starts to work uh, negatively, having faith that you can stand and that you can um, keep holding on to what you believe in, what you've worked hard for, because sometimes the breakthrough is just for you to persevere a little longer. Or sometimes the breakthrough happens when you persevere in faith a little longer. So thank you for that, Eric. That is uh, that is something I think that we've all experienced. Um, you shared some, you know, great insights already. I'm going to um, ask you some more questions, but I'm going to open up the phone lines right now. Um, and see if we have any callers who want to get in on this conversation. Audience, I think there's so much that, you know, if you give it some thought, just sit down, carve out a little time, sit down and think about your own lives and where procrastination is holding you back, where it is uh, costing you, keeping you from uh, even from some opportunities, I think there's so much that um, you can make some shifts to have a really positive impact in your everyday life. So I want to hear what's on your mind. Do you struggle with procrastination? Um, Do you have difficulty even thinking about procrastination? (laughs) Just let us know what you're thinking about. Some of us do. I'm raising my hand. I am one. And, again, I'm already finding Eric's book very helpful in what I call slaying procrastination. So give us a call. Let us know what your thoughts and questions are. To join us, call 1-646-716-9397. The number, again, is one. 646-716-9397. We'd love to hear hear from you. Um, As we wait for callers, Eric, give me some idea of how your book is, you've said some about it in terms of you wanted it to be interactive. I'm sure you have uh, perused or have some idea about the other books out there on procrastination. Um, So how is your book different? So most of the books that I've come across, they provide these one-size-fits-all answers to the the time management procrastination challenges. Like they'll say things like, oh, you know, you have to wake up early, you have to be an early bird, don't check email before noon, uh, and those types (laughs) of things. And you know, and then I've even come across procrastination books that are like 400 pages long. So a person that's mm-hmm. a procrastinator is probably not going to get through. Or so someone that's got an mm-hmm. issue with procrastination is not going to get through it all. So I, I designed my book specifically to have, to have tools where, where the reader can find practical solutions based off of where they are. So there's a section in the book where I talk about the different personality types 
and I give procrastination solutions based off of your specific personality types. We give solu- I give solutions based off of if you're genetically speaking an, an early bird or a night owl. There's different mm-hmm. solutions to overcoming procrastination. So I think that's really what separates my book from the others that are out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I would love for you to talk a little bit about, I love this section, about learning how to say no. <laughs> you know, our plates get so full because we we don't say no to things. Would you talk some about that? Yes. I mean, th- that's a critical thing. And a lot of times we end up stressed out because we've got so much on our plate. And I think mm-hmm. that's very critical that we that we say that we learn to say no. One of the things I think is to look at there's a, it's a concept that's called zero based thinking. So it, mm-hmm. it look so taking a look at the things that you're involved in now, and, and asking mm-hmm. the question, okay, knowing what you know today, would you have said yes to this? Because there, we all get the things that seem like a good idea at the time, but now mm-hmm. with more knowledge. We say, you know, maybe this isn't. And then if if the answer is no, then the next question is how fast can you get out of it? Or what do you need to do to get out of it? Mm-hmm. And and you I always know, say, so the more you say yes, the more you'll have stress. So it's it's very important that the things the, that we commit to or say yes to are things that line up with our passions, are things mm-hmm. that line up with our priorities, and Yes. Quite honestly, things that line up with our personal abilities. I mean, mm-hmm. so those are all things we need we need to consider. That is important. That is really important. And <clears throat> you know, it sets you to be in a proactive mindset when you filter the requests that come to you. Yes. And you filter those requests through a lens of if it lines up with your passions, you know, with your abilities, and even when it lines up with your abilities, you have to assess how full your plate is already, right? Right, right. So if you're going to, if you're saying yes, because it, because by when you say yes to something, mm-hmm. by default you're saying no to something else, right? So but we, a lot of times again, we don't look. When, when you say yes to something, especially if it's something like so, if you say yes to a request let's say that doesn't line up with your priorities, by mm-hmm. default you're saying no to something that may line up with your priorities. Yeah. Because you, you may not, you're not going to be available. You, you're tied up in this right. other thing that you've committed yourself to. Exactly. Audience, that to me is worth the price of the book. <laughs> when you think about, um, you know, and Eric, you have a list in here, which I'm just going to read real quickly because I thought they were just so spot on. Um, Audience, Eric's book has top ten reasons we don't say no. And I want you to hear these um, reasons and think of how many times you've used them. And remember what he said, when we are saying yes to certain things, we're saying no things that really may be our passions, our priorities, and things that, you know, really line up with our abilities. 
So here are top ten reasons we don't say no. It will hurt someone's feelings. I should never pass on an opportunity. (laughs) This will lead to something bigger. Fourth is, I got this. (laughs) And he says, no, you really don't. (laughs) Number five is, one more thing can't hurt. Number six is, if I don't do it, who will? You know, and I'm just caveating here. That's like the different um, uh, organizations you belong to that ask you to take leadership roles or that ask you to volunteer to uh, take on certain initiatives or to do fundraising and that kind of thing. And we, we, we say to ourselves, well, if I say no, who's going to do it? And again, these may be things that you're saying yes to that will prevent you from being available for some of the things that matter more to you. Yes. Um, This is a great honor to be asked. (laughs) Number uh, eight, if I say no, they will never ask me again. Oh, but they will. (laughs) I just said that. (laughs) Number nine, I can't find someone to help me. I can find someone to help me. And then number 10, this won't impact my workload. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Audience, do you relate to some of those uh, going through your own minds when people have asked you to do something or just put you right on the spot and asked you? You find yourself kind of thinking through some of those. If I don't do it, who will? And it's an honor to be asked. So I, I really like that. Uh, that listing, Eric. Let me give out the phone number again in case we have anyone who wants to get in on our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, don't wait until the last minute to call us. The number is 1-646-716-9397. That's 1-646-716-9397. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Derek, um, who could, I mean, I have an idea, but who could benefit by reading this book? Or who do you want to read this book? Well, I believe that the book is designed for that individual with the entrepreneurial mindset who's looking to go from good to great. So when I, and it's more about a mindset when I refer to entrepreneurial. You may have your mm-hmm. own company you can be an entrepreneur within a company. It's about really taking control of your your career and your future and not sitting back de- depending on someone else to make things better for you. You know, mm-hmm. like I always I heard a saying that, you know, there isn't going to be someone that's going to show up in a limousine that's going to make all your dreams come true automatically. Um, with right. the times we live in, you really have to take control of your career. You have to get clear on your vision, and that's why overcoming procrastination is more critical in today's time than ever. So, so it's designed for that type of individual who's looking to go from good to great. All right, awesome. Um, you know, and I think in all of us, whether we get it to the surface or not, all of us would like to live up to our true potential. Um, all of us would like to go from good to great. Whether we're willing to put in the work is is the question. Um, 
audience, are any of you out there relating to that idea of um, we need to have, even within careers, an entrepreneurial mindset and like the willingness and desire to take control of um, our work life and our lives so that we reach to or we're, we're seeking and trying to reach our true potential. Um, Eric, tell us, what are you enjoying most about this season um, in your life? Well, I have to tell you, it's being a father. We, we, we talked about mm-hmm. it earlier, and mm-hmm. you're having a, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And I, I became a father old, you know, at a lot at a much more older age than some of my peers, but I, mm-hmm. I think there was purpose behind that because I'm able to apply some of the principles that I talk about. Like, like one of the things that that's helping me now is just kind of understanding balance. So when, when I was mm-hmm. younger, my, my tendency was to just work all the time and just mm-hmm. be gone all the time. Where now I'm at some point I'm just going to cut things off because I have a family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to do it the best I can with the time I have, but that motivates mm-hmm. me to make the most of the time I have so that things don't bleed over to when I'm at home, to, to my family time. But this is, yeah, this is a great time, just really being able to spend time with uh, the two kids and, and my wife and the things they say. It, it, so that this is really a great season. Beautiful. Well, it sounds like um, you... Your awareness is really high still today on how precious time is. And, you know, there's not an unlimited. Or I used to say in one of my jobs, when we work 24-7 or around the clock, we're not putting family time and time with loved ones in a bucket (laughs) that we can go and get back or like in a bank account. And when we're ready for it, we can go and take it out. That time is gone. Right. And it's then one, one other thing I want to add to that, too. So a lot of times I think what we don't realize is that the time we waste in the office mm-hmm. is actually time mm-hmm. we're taking away from our family. So if we should be working sure, on a project sure. and we're wasting time at the water cooler or doing something that's not productive, mm-hmm. we're surfing the mm-hmm. Internet or what have you, that's time you're taking away. Because a lot of times you have to take that work home to get it done. Yeah. So there's there's a cost yeah. there too. So true. That's that's something worth considering. Um, you know, it makes me think of one thing that I want to throw out here is we we so often I find in my coaching I find in my own life we so often get in an autopilot mode. You know, where we're not really intentionally and consciously deciding anything. We are just automatic, rote, default, you know, what time we go to work every day and however much time you're there, you're going to fill it up with things to do, even the the time we waste. But um, what if we really, you know, had this conscious awareness of, you know, I've, I've got 24 hours in a day and I want to get my priorities done. I want to have you know, my family time, I want to complete projects. Just a just a shift in the approach. What do you think about that? 
Oh, I agree. I mean, I think so, because um, even in the book, I go through this procrastination prevention pyramid, and it goes through the different steps. And mm-hmm. when you get to the top, it talks about taking action. So one of those things, as far as taking action, is kind of waking up with an agenda and being clear mm-hmm. on the key things that you want to accomplish. And I think that help, that helps to get you off of that autopilot, because you're right. It, it's so easy just to kind of go through the motions and be on mm-hmm. autopilot without an awareness of what your real priorities are and what you need to be getting done. Absolutely. We have a caller on the line, my favorite caller, I always say. Caller at 703-887. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Mr. Twiggs. So glad to have you on the air today. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. Um, have you looked at um, procrastination across cultural or, or international lines? And, and if so, have you seen anything unique, uh, you know, in, in that look? Question. Yeah, that's a great question. Haven't really dug into it uh, too deeply on that level. I mean, one thing I've noticed, I just think, like here, there's just so mm-hmm. many more distractions that we right. have built in. So so I think yeah. it's a, a bigger problem here than some other parts of the world just because, I mean, all the different distractions with social media mm-hmm. and the media cycle. There's so many things to – because a, a big cause of procrastination is this impulsivity. And I talk about this in the mm-hmm. book. And so I, I think the more distractions you have, the more you tend to procrastinate. Um, So I really haven't dug into a lot of other countries, but some of the countries Mm -hmm. that have kind of a simpler lifestyle or don't Mm -hmm. have the level of distractions that we're facing wouldn't be be as prone to some of the issues that we're seeing. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that as I I picked up the book and looked at it. And I remember, you know, having spent some uh, time, some years in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, things seem to be, uh, you know, the years I was there anyway, they seem to be, you know, a lot, a lot less congested for, for mm-hmm. people there mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, not as fast. And um, and when I came back here, um, you know, like you said, there's there's that next thing, that next thing to, to interrupt you, that next thing that, that comes to mind from, you know, people, TV or, or in the news and so forth. So, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to know if, if you had any any, um, any thoughts on that, and I appreciate your answer very much. Thank you for being on the show today. Hey, thank you for your question. Sure. Thank Goodbye. you. Bye-bye. That's my husband audience, and Eric Klein's my favorite <laughs> caller. <laughs> um, I always appreciate him calling in. Um, I one question I'd like to ask. I just I like to ask most of my guests. Um, moving forward, you know, it, it sounds like you are certainly seeing your vision, your dreams come to fruition. Um, the impact of this book, you know, the fact that you will, uh, if not absolutely directly, but you will have planted seeds in people across this country and across the world to be able to um, end their procrastination habits and be able to hopefully grow into more of what they want in their lives, get more of the the priorities that they have done 
<clears throat> so given where you are, as you look forward, what do you feel the Holy Spirit nudging you toward? So here's what I feel. I feel like this this tremendous level of urgency to get the message out mm. about the book. Like mm. to, I feel this urgency not to sit on the message, but to uh-huh. really get get the message in people's hands. And and it's not like a a salesy urgency. It's it's really mm-hmm. the message needs to go forth. Um, you know, I have um, speaking counterparts in various associations. They they say, oh, you know, I'm writing this book so that I can have something to offer people in the back of the room after I'm finished speaking. This isn't that mm-hmm. type of book for me. This is a mm-hmm. book that I really want. I just feel this urge and this urgency to get into people's hands, and hopefully they'll be blessed by the message and they'll move forward and make the changes they need to make. Absolutely. It's, it sounds like more of a service urgency. Um, yes. In terms of um, the potential impact that it can have. I certainly feel that, and I appreciate greatly um, what you put into, as you said, there are practical tools, there are practical principles that you can use. And audience, it's a short read. It's not um, 400 pages, so I, I encourage you to pick up this book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination um, by my guest, Eric M. Twiggs. Um, <clears throat> what what would you say you are most looking forward to? Let me say aside from getting the book into people's hands, what are you most looking forward to during the rest of 2017? Well, just seeing uh, – the thing that's very rewarding for me when people tell me that they've they've applied something specific and it, mm-hmm. and it made a, a certain change, that that is like the most rewarding feeling that I get. Knowing that I was able to, to help and, and make a difference at, at the end of the day, so that that's really what I'm what I'm looking towards for the rest of this year. That the book is having an impact and it's helping mm-hmm. helping someone to achieve the goals and the dreams that they've got for themselves. Absolutely, I I totally relate to that as a coach. That is a most rewarding um, feeling. Um, well. I'm one who can say it to you because I certainly did when you said stop and take action now. I've been practicing that. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't think of it in terms of being interactive, but I appreciate I appreciate that more. Um, where can people get in touch with you, Eric? Would you share that with, with our audience? Yes. So my website is www.ericmtwigs.com. And you can access the book by visiting that website. It's actually ericmtwigs.com forward slash the discipline of now. And you can access your copy, and I'll even sign it for you and send it to you. Um, also, there's a, uh, there's a special. If you email me at ericmtwigs.com, I will also, and let, let me know that you purchased the book, I will also send you a free copy of my other ebook, it's called One Moment in Time, Preparing Your Life for Your Defining Moment. So you're getting two tools for uh, the price of one. As a special, oh, if you fantastic. say, hey, I heard you on Coach Linda's show. Oh, fantastic. Um, so audience, did you get that email? Um, 
Eric, would you give it to us again, please? Yes. So my email address is Eric, E-R-I-C, at Eric M. Twiggs, T-W-I-G-G-S dot com. Fantastic. So audience, you have an opportunity to get more of Eric's wisdom and um, impact by emailing him uh, after the show. It it is uh, a conversation that I tremendously enjoy because I deal with procrastination. And while others did not call in, I know that this message resonates with um, many of us. I heard from people before the show saying, I really need this information and this is one of my struggles. So I certainly pray that um, everyone out there who has heard the message today If you receive that link from me, you can pass that link on so others can hear it on replay. So that will even be your random act of kindness to your network by sharing sharing the link for the show. Eric, I thank you so much for being my guest today. Um, And I'm certain that what you've shared is going to um, just be an inspiration. And I know that you've planted some seeds for people to look at themselves, and I pray it will result in someone out there making inspired choices in their lives. Yes, it's been my pleasure, and thank you, Coach Linda, for having me on your show today. Thank you. Um, Let me ask, do you have any shout-outs that you want to give out before um, I close the show? Yes, I'd like to give a special shout-out to the Brothers of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, especially those from the Psi Alpha Alpha chapter and those from the Gamma Epsilon chapter. Shout-out to you. All right. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Eric. Um, Thank you for having me once again. Absolutely. I want to give a shout-out of appreciation to all of the dads out there especially to my father and to my husband. And I want to also give a shout-out to every procrastinator out there who is committed to taking some steps to slay procrastination in your life. I'm rooting for you. I know that we both can do it. Ladies out there, my specialty is coaching women facing change or transitions in their lives and getting them to take constructive action that allows them to live more fully. If you or someone you know is struggling with life changes, but you need some help to move forward, let coaching help you to gain clarity and confidence and move toward the fulfillment that you're looking for. There's no better time than now to get started. Go to my website, www.lindastevensjones.com. That's Stevens with a P-H. lindastevensjones.com. There you can get information and schedule a, a discovery session with me. Thank you, audience, for being with me today. As always, I want to just point out we will not have a show on the first Tuesday in July as usual, because it's Independence Day, and I want you to enjoy a fun and safe celebration that day. Right now, 
I'd love for you to mark your calendars to join me for the next show on the third Tuesday in July, right here at 12 noon, when my guest will be author Joanne Latimer and her daughter, Janice Pinkney, who heads the Ophelia Foundation. Thank you again for being with us today. Let's slay procrastination. Until next time, stay blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.